What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Mile Higher Podcast, episode 123. Today, we're going to be answering some of your questions that you guys sent in via voice memos on Instagram, which if you guys want to follow us to be part of this in the future, we are at Mile Higher Pod on Instagram and Twitter. I don't know about you, but I especially love these episodes because I feel like the Q&A is the way that we do them. It allows us to kind of connect with you guys, you know, not mm-hmm. necessarily live, but being able to hear you guys, you, you know, and just, you know, that you're out there sometimes really helps us. And I don't know, it always gets me psyched up to, you know, hear guys' questions that you have for us. And we always have some really interesting conversations, so I'm looking forward to it. Absolutely. Especially when we get to meet you guys in person, it always really reminds us of who we're talking to and just you're able to kind of put a face with the numbers and it's been a bummer because we haven't been able to do any events or anything. Yeah, it's been any type really of meetups. A huge bummer. I mean, yeah. I love, you know, meeting fans and, you know, I've been lucky to meet some of you guys just out around mm-hmm. where I live and it's always fun to be like, oh yeah, you know, uh-huh. we're into the same stuff and, and, you know, have that conversation and stuff. It so. is. So we definitely like having these laid back episodes where we can kind of connect with you guys on a more personal level. Yeah. And it's just like a nice change up for us, you know, from the normal, you know, more scripty and in long and in depth covering stories and cases and stuff. It's nice for us and hopefully for you guys to just kind of kick it for an hour mm-hmm. or so. And uh, yeah. Answer and we'll some be questions. back with, you know, another full length one next week. Yes, we got another <laughs> one we're already working on. So get ready for that. But yeah, Kendall's got a big announcement to make today. Yes, actually. Kendall and Janelle. Ooh. Yes, and Janelle. Yes. If you guys don't know Janelle, if you haven't heard her on the show yet, she pops in every once in a while. But Janelle is my cousin. She is our producer here on Mile Higher Podcast. So she chimes in every once in a while. But we're together all the time. We've been best friends our whole lives. Mm-hmm. And we have been wanting to start our own podcast just like Josh did, mm-hmm. except it's going to be way different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is something that we've wanted to do for a while. We've been waiting till Janelle was out of grad school. Yeah, for real. <laughs> so now we have a lot more free time. But basically, our podcast is going to be called The Sesh. And it's going to be kind of a chill sesh every week. It's going to be a lot of good vibes and games and just kind of a mixture of everything. Yeah, we like really a variety show. be able to kind of talk about whatever we want. Mm-hmm. and kind of have the expectation of we don't know what you never know what you're going to get mm-hmm. we might you know there will be episodes i feel like we'll be totally goofy and we're joking around playing games and there's episodes maybe that we want to talk about something more serious right. whatever that may be and but i think the overall kind of theme and like vibe we want to spread is like feeling good feeling mm-hmm. positive leaving feeling inspired even you know i feel like for me at least when we do mile higher and lights out for josh it kind of can leave you sometimes feeling a little bit down or Mm -hmm. overwhelmed or anxious and so we wanted to be like let's find something to let people leave smiling and laughing Mm -hmm. and inspired and yeah so yeah completely different vibes and i feel like it's really important for me as well like i really want to do this just from a personal place because i kind of feel a little disconnected from my audience i mean i started doing YouTube and creating content around my personal life. A long time ago, I was telling stories and really connecting with my audience and talking about a lot of body positivity and lifting people up. And that was an amazing time in my life. And I really miss that. And I love true crime and telling stories and teaching people, but I really miss connecting with people on a personal level. And that's why I've been wanting to start something like this for so long. So we're super, super excited. We are launching on August 9th Mm -hmm. of this year. So very soon. So be sure to follow our sesh podcast on Instagram. It's the sesh podcast. It's over on the sign if you're watching on YouTube. 
Yeah, the underscore sesh podcast, yes. technically, if you're listening. Sorry, <laughs> the underscore sesh podcast. And we will also link our YouTube channel so you can subscribe and be there when we upload. It will be visual and audio just like Lights Out and Mile Higher. So mm-hmm. now you get three podcasts from Mile Higher Media. It's okay. good, though. It's like rounding out the, you know, the circle here. Like Exactly. Mile Higher is kind of in the middle. Lights Out's on the darker side. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. you know, the session is going to be the light side. Definitely. Mm-hmm. So Definitely. that's awesome. I'm yeah, really excited really for excited. you guys. I think you guys are going to crush it. Thanks. And yeah, I'm going to help produce that show a bit. So I can't wait to see what you guys get into. So. <laughs> Yeah, it's gonna be a lot. It's gonna be pretty interesting. <laughs> Lower your expectations a little bit. Yeah, lo- that's what we keep saying is like because I feel like so much goes into the sesh and or to mile higher and into your channel, you yeah. know, Kendall Ray. And so it's always like we're, you know, planning ahead and researching and finding articles and it's a lot goes into it Lots of behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. So we really thought it'd be fun to just have something that's a lot more chill, go with the flow, kind of whatever comes is what you get for the week and not so much structure and expectations. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) We really want to have fun with it. I mean, we're doing this at the end of the day as an experience for us and it is a creative outlet for me and I'm just so excited. Yeah. So it's going to come out every Sunday, by the way. Yes. Sesh Sundays. Sesh Sundays. So, yeah. So before we get into the questions that we're going to answer today, we have a couple news topics that happened this week. And the first one is involving the Die Out Love Pass incident, which we did a very in-depth episode on on this whole deal. It was uh, quite a while ago, I think, uh, that we actually did it. But So if you're not familiar with the Diet Lift Pass incident, basically these nine Russian hikers, like I said, they died. But when their bodies were actually recovered, it was their injuries to their mm-hmm. actual bodies that was truly baffling for investigators at the time because one of the victims had a fractured skull, two others had major chest fractures, and the body of one of the group... Uh, members was actually missing both of its eyes and also one of the members tongues was also missing as well now the big deal with this is that investigators have gone back through and seemingly looked at all the evidence again retraced the entire you know the path of the hikers and everything and they've come to the conclusion that basically you know all of this was due to natural causes like their deaths were all ruled a result of natural causes. So both hypothermia as well as an avalanche. Okay. Well, how does an avalanche rip someone's tongue out? Mm-hmm. That makes absolutely no sense. Or hypothermia for that matter. Yeah. It's not like it freezes off and then your away. tongue just runs away. <laughs> like you probably wouldn't be in the best shape, obviously, but this is yeah. some weird shit that's happened. Some of these, one guy had both of his eyes missing. Yeah. The fuck? Absolutely not. So I think, and their sort of rebuttal to both of those things would be that this was, wildlife that was out there while they were there you know dead that wildlife came in and ate the eyes and ate the tongue because those are fleshy parts of the human body so maybe they Wouldn't go they for that more first. Than that? or there'd yeah. be more evidence more of evidence that? of other stuff and that's the thing is there's really not that much you know it's it's hard to tell too because their body some of their bodies and injuries were really really bad i mean mm-hmm. it's a lot more graphic than mm-hmm. the description i just gave but yeah a lot of massive traumatic injuries to their bodies. So Mm. to just explain it away as an avalanche, which, you know, caused them to leave the tent or whatever. And then they ended up dying of hypothermia because of the result of the avalanche to me just does not answer all the questions that surround this. I mean, there's still so many different things. And honestly, we could dive back into this whole thing from the very beginning and look at it from, you know, this different perspective to try Mm -hmm. to see if this is even possible for it to be an avalanche and hypothermia but 
at the end of the day, I think it's still unexplained. I, I don't think I that think those so. two things fully, you know, at least I know for me and so many others out there, they're like, yeah, that's, I don't buy that. Like, Mm-mm. And it's from the Russian government. I mean, obviously they're going to want to squash any ideas that it could be anything else, possibly even supernatural or I don't know, some type of crazy killer. I mean, I mean there was a lot of theories that were thrown around. Yeah. I mean, everything from aliens to Yetis to yeah. the military doing secret exercises up there or testing out weapons mm-hmm. um, that they just never told anybody about. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. It's, it's a truly bizarre one. And, yeah, even the Dyatlov Foundation has refused to accept the conclusion that it was simply the men uh, going through an avalanche. Like, yeah, I think there would be more cases that are similar to this. This is such a well. There is what's that other one that's so similar? The American one, uh, oh, the Yuba the, County Five. Yeah, their their case is pretty weird too. But I mean, wouldn't there be more cases of people getting their tongues eaten out and their eyes eaten out and stuff? If that just is something that happens. I mean, I'm sure they're out there, but at least cases that we hear about, it's very weird because like how this one really stuck with us and carried over all of this time and we're still talking about it and people are still investigating it and trying to wrap their heads around how this could happen, how that could happen. So I don't think, I don't think we have an answer yet. I think it's going to be a mystery forever potentially because at the end of the day, I mean, how do, how are we supposed to possibly know, you know, there's Mm -hmm. only so much evidence that you can look at before you run out and Mm -hmm. you're just purely speculating. So Mm -hmm. to me to just close this up, say, this is our conclusion. Everybody buy it and shut up about it. It's not going to work. This is going to continue on and on forever. I think so too. But the next topic we got for you is about Elon Musk. And we've talked about him quite a bit. And even his company that a lot of people forget he has called Neuralink. Now, Neuralink is really cool because it's a brain implant that you get that allows you to connect to an actual computer. You know, a lot of people would say that's horrifying, not really cool. (laughs) Cool is probably not the right word for it. It's cool in the aspect that it's futuristic and... You know, it's it's where things are going, but at the same time, like you said, it's it's horrifying to think about putting any sort of microchip inside your body. It is, but even if you're horrified of it and don't like it, you still can't deny that it's amazing. It that is. This is you know being done. Absolutely, the technology's cool. at this point where we can literally download our brain to our computers. Can you imagine? Think about this for a minute. All right, here's a hypothetical for you. You plug a USB cord into a little implant that you have behind your ear. <laughs> They inserted it there. You plug it in like your USB cord, go on your computer, you open up the computer page, click into my brain, and then you could just sift through years and years and years of memories and, and different things. That's so trippy. And then would you be able to replay them like from yeah, your Yeah, you would pull it up just like a file. Are you sure? And play the video. Is that really how yeah, it would work? Pull, pull the file. It'd be like they figure out a way to. <laughs> He's not sure. <laughs> I said hypothetically for a reason, all right? Okay, okay. No, but, I, but I'm just saying this is where the technology is going and this is where Neuralink's going to go eventually. But think about how freaky that is at the same time because let's say you are thinking something and you don't want people to know what you're thinking all the time. I'm sure everyone has thoughts. They're like, I would really not like these to be out loud thoughts. Yes, absolutely. But then why would you want that on your brain? You know, like what if someone hacks you? We start having brain hacks. Mm-hmm. 
They read my mind. Imagine hacked a, me. that world is a scary world yeah. to think about because yeah. imagine how much shit would be just slung around at everybody. Exactly. Everybody would be like exposing each other. Oh, look, at you. look at this person's thoughts. They were thinking this bad thing about someone else. Canceled. Yeah. Right. Exactly. You know, I don't know. It just sounds like pretty scary world to me. But it's the same reason that, you know, it would work the similar way that, you know, our email isn't exposed to everybody. Yes, it can be hacked, but how often are is our email hacked and then displayed to the world? But the difference is with your email is you are knowingly putting it on the internet, knowing that there is a small chance it could be hacked. Yeah. Your thoughts should be private. I think and that's the, like crossing a line. Thoughts are like the only secure thing that we have. Right. Like think about something else that you literally can't hack into. You can't hack someone's thoughts. Right. Yet. No, not yet. But watch us do that soon. Well, do you think that wearable technology is the future? Do you think eventually we're going to stop picking objects up to actually like communicate with the virtual world, like our laptops, like how long are I we like going to have a fucking laptop? That. I like my before laptop. It just fucking displays. <laughs> oh God, in our Taurus. Eyes. I like my laptop. <laughs> Seriously, it doesn't though, need to change. I don't want anything to change. I hate thinking about that or like weird glasses or something or what yeah. if my kids have implants. Fuck yeah. that. That's insane to me. I can't imagine being a teacher and kids have implants. How are you supposed to know if they're texting in their heads or not? I feel like that's probably the least of the worries, but yeah, there's probably a lot more problems, but this is kind of cool. Elon Musk has recently announced that they're doing a brain implant that they could possibly cure mental illness, such as depression and addiction with. Now Which that I'm is something cool. On that. I'm skeptical because yeah. How, how do you do this? Explain right. Of course I'm skeptical of it, it, but it does sound pretty cool. Well, basically what he says is, you kind of force neuroplasticity in a sense that the neural link is able to change your brain chemistry and the f- literal physical, you know, makeup of a brain, which that yeah. is proven to fix depression, anxiety, or not fix, but can greatly treat neuroplasticity, changing your brain chemistry. Like similar to using an possible. SRI or ketamine or something. Yeah. Well, there's many different therapies that can trigger neuroplasticity, but the idea in general is just the fact that our brains can make physical changes at any point in our lives. And therefore we should be able to actively work on treating mental illness. So if this kind of is like a thing that triggers your brain to start rewiring itself, then you know, it kind of retra- it retrains you to think differently or react differently. Physically, from yeah. the physical sense, because yep. it's actually in there. Like they're describing it as a, a robot brain surgeon, which that's frightening to think about <laughs> having an artificial object just crawling around the inside of your brain. Like is that fixing what it actually your, is then? Fucking elect, I don't you know. think that's what well, it basically is. what it is, is it inserts very fine threads into the brain and then the threads are covered in electrodes that will create a pathway for messages to travel to and from the brain. Um, and that, you know, that kind of already happens with mm-hmm. neuro um, synopsis and stuff like that. But this is like a man-made piece. Yeah, this is this is not using what we know about the chemistry of the brain and and using a chemical sort yeah. of formula to fix fix what's happening in the brain. This is literally like, okay, we'll just rebuild these with physical fibers that we inject into your brain. And well, maybe that's good. I mean, some people might need that method. Isn't it good to have as many methods as possible? You know, like you can even retrain your brain. A lot of people say with meditation mm-hmm. and stuff like that, you don't even need a medication. Yeah. So there's oh, multiple yeah, avenues. This would just be one of them. And more ways to help people. God, our world is so mentally ill. This would be good, I'd say. Yeah, I mean, if it's if it's a way to do this on a, you know, a large 
mass number of people very quickly, then it could be good. Cause yeah, I agree. We have a mental health issue in our country and in the world just in general. So if there's more, if this is going to help more people, then obviously we want to help more people. My fear is just how do you regulate this? How do you make sure that Mm -hmm. this technology doesn't get sold to somebody, you know, who's got ill intentions of using it for, because you got to always know people are always going to take something and try to do the opposite of what it's Mm -hmm. meant to do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's how it works. It always happens. So what happens if, if his Neuralink gets in the hands of, you know, say a dictator or something mm-hmm. like that, what, what could they use it for? Oh, that's freaky to think about. That's really true. So I've kind of also thought of the fact that like, what if Neuralink kind of gets sucked in by the pharmaceutical industry somehow, and then they turn it into, well, you can have this, but you have to pay a shit ton of money or, or you know, mm-hmm. you, you better you hope that membership. you're in, Yeah. Something like that to or where they shut it's off like your mental health. Oh God, that would suck. But like, what if for some reason you had to qualify to get it and pay a ton of money? So it's like, Oh, only rich people can get this. Mm-hmm. So then it's like, okay, so are the rich just again, getting richer and better and stronger than the poor people? I like, can't afford Neuralink. So they don't Probably. get to, you know, solve their mental health issues. That's a good point. I mean, I'm sure this isn't going to be affordable and who knows Probably if like insurance not. would cover anything like this, at least for a long, long time. Yeah. I mean, look at anything Elon Musk releases. Is it affordable? No, no, no. that's true. Is it for so, the everyday folk? No. Yeah. Well, I mean, who knows? We're going to know more about this on, on August 28th. He's doing a big reveal on it, which will be pretty cool. I'll definitely be tuning in to watch that because mm-hmm. I want to know more about how this actually works because we don't Dude. really know that much about the actual implant itself. Yeah. All we know is it just it's a little implant that goes, I believe, somewhere around your ear, behind your ear or something. And it's going to allow you to do a lot of things as well as potentially cured mental disorders, stream mm-hmm. music. Yeah. right to your That's consciousness. Wow. He's also saying that it's possible that it could treat other mental disorders such as Parkinson's, which whew, man, you better deliver on that because know, those are huge think. things that, I mean, if he can, I mean, amazing, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I, Elon Musk, you know, he sometimes bites off more than he chews, but mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see. We'll have to see what happens. On bites August off more than 28th. he can chew. You mean? Yeah. Something like that. Josh likes to say phrases, but like, make them slightly wrong. Awesome. I do this about everything in life pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> what were you saying last week that people were just ripping you on, on West Memphis? Satanic. Oh man. Yeah. Sorry about that. I, <laughs> for whatever reason, I know it's satanic, but in my head, I like to say satanic because, <laughs> to, because that to me sounds like more sinister. It's like, satanic. it's just like how you like to say salsa. Salsa. And Give me some chips. Espresso. Oh yeah. He's like, check out this new espresso machine I got, guys. <laughs> what can I say, man? What can I say? <laughs> Joshisms. Joshisms. I'm just joshing. Right? <laughs> just joshing with you. Anyways, before I do some more joshing, we want to thank our sponsors for today. All right, and we are back. So we are gonna go ahead and get into your questions. Again, you can be part of this next time by following us at Mile Higher Pod on Instagram and Twitter and mainly Instagram because that's where we collect the voice memos from. But anyway, all right, hit us with the first one. All right. Hi, Mile Higher fam. My question for the Q&A is when it's safe after quarantine, like after everything's lifted and it's actually safe to go out, what's the first thing that you're all going to do? From what sense, I guess, from like a mile. Like, I guess like, what do you miss most? Pretty yeah. much like what? Okay. Yeah. Just a fucking, I just want to go to the movie theaters and like have some popcorn and watch a movie. I miss that a lot for some reason. And I never really was that into it before this, but now that I can't, mm-hmm. I all of a sudden want to do it really bad. This is going <laughs> to sound really weird and you're going to laugh at me for this, but 
I miss the buffets, man. <laughs> dude, dude, same. No, seriously though, like, like <laughs> what buffets? Sweet tomatoes, man. Oh yeah, we sweet do love. I want to go so up to salad bar. I want to go to Black Hawk and eat at the, bluff, yeah. the buffets. We've I never Vegas been buffets, there. Like, I've been there. I've never been there. Well, you better get your you ass. You miss Black Vegas? Hawk. You mean I miss dude? Same buffets in Vegas. So they oh. go two hand in hand with each other. Oh my God. I miss both of them. All right. I agree. Hey, I grew up on buffets, man. I love buffets. I just There's miss going to a restaurants. Lot of people do. Yeah, restaurants. Yeah. Parties, like mm-hmm. you know, with large groups of people. So yeah, concerts. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, definitely. Con- yeah, how are concerts going to work, man? No, we were hoping to go to Crime Con this year. I don't even know if that's going to happen. Yeah. Doubt it. Doubt it. Yeah, sports October, events. I doubt like, it. They're saying like it's getting worse. It is. It's starting to go back up. But yeah, yeah and even like some football teams have already announced that there's not going to be any fans in the stadiums this season. Yep. That's so weird. They're going to pump in artificial music. That's crazy. And the players are like, what the fuck are we supposed to do with that? Like, that's going to be so weird. But they're like, it's better than hearing sirens down the street. Like, <laughs> yeah, or like just silence. Yeah, yeah or silent <laughs> crickets going off. God. Like, it's just a different world, man. Yeah. It's completely changed. It's completely changed our entire planet. When was the last time we had something that changed the whole world at once that we all went through together? It's been it's been a while. A long time. Nothing I can't in our think lifetime. Of the last time, yeah. Global events, yeah. It's yeah. it's been a very long time. Mm-hmm. All right, next question. Yeah. Hi guys, my name's Shannon. I'm from Manchester in England, and I'm just wondering, are your friends and family all on board with Maybe like the weird and wacky opinions and stuff that you're into. Or do they think you're a bit crazy like mine do sometimes? Friends, our friends. Friends and and family, family, yeah. yeah. You know, it seems to be kind of different for everybody. Like we have friends who are like super interested in it and like love to talk to us about this type of stuff. And then we have friends that like look at us like we have three heads sometimes Mm -hmm. while we're talking. Um, Family, yeah. Everyone's supportive, but I mean... I would say it's like a, I think they think we're a little crazy. Yeah. I mean, it depends on what we're talking about too. Obviously yeah. some stuff we just keep between like Kendall and I, we don't, we don't really talk about it with anybody else because it's, you know, people are going to be weirded out by, by some of the things that we, we talk about. But on the other hand, I mean, I think a lot of people definitely are interested in what we're talking about and, you know, like that we talk about some of these different topics, but then mm-hmm. there's other stuff that they kind of just completely yeah, they fail just to mention or it. just don't even want to entertain with us or, mm-hmm. or whatever. And again, it just really depends on the person and, and who we're talking about, but mm-hmm. we, we at least have friends and family that we can like talk to about these things. No one's been like rude to us or been like, you guys are weird. No. But, well, especially yeah. I think since you guys have been like proven to create success for yourself on this. Mm-hmm. It's like you're taken a lot more seriously and you're not just like on the internet Absolutely. talking about random <laughs> ghost stories and stuff. You know? Yeah. I definitely think that having a following makes people feel like, well, you know, they must be not just like completely rambling about right, bullshit. People that agree with them <laughs> yeah. clearly. Yeah. Otherwise we'd have nobody yeah, watching us right. if we were just, yeah. you know, way out there. But, but I mean, honestly, a lot of our friends haven't even seen our show or don't really yeah, know completely what we do. Like they don't really understand it. So they just are kind of like neutral on it. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Or they're just being polite. Yeah. Cause they don't want to like rehash all the same yeah. stuff with us over and over again. <laughs> That's true. Which I appreciate because it, it yeah. does get a little tiresome, like talking mm-hmm. about some of these topics like mm-hmm. over and over and over again. But, mm-hmm. but Hey, you know, at least we got somebody to talk to them about. Hi, my name is Hillary and I'm from Texas. The question I had for you guys is, do you think that Pizzagate has any premise at all? A lot of things have been coming about 
sex trafficking and the Wayfair scandal. And I was just wondering y'all's opinion on it. Love the podcast. So I know a lot of you are really curious about our thoughts on these theories in general. There's, you know, a lot of theories regarding sex trafficking out on the internet. And when it comes to these, we're kind of, it's really hard to figure out what's true and what's not because there is so much bullshit out there, photoshopped things, just fake documents that are released, so much of it that it's hard to see what actually possibly could be true because there is some elements to those theories that we believe possibly could be true and actually do have evidence at the end of the day. And there's for sure some questionable things out there. But the problem is it's attached to a ton of things that are not verifiable, are not sourced properly, um, can be debunked, make no sense, have been debunked. And it's hard when that information is all tied together. It, it doesn't it doesn't feel like something that we can, at the end of the day, believe fully or not believe fully. We're somewhere in the middle where we don't fully know. And we take things like this seriously. You guys know we work with Thorn, and human trafficking is a huge issue. And we both feel that at the end of the day, it's important that we keep things factual, that stuff is reported to the right people and handled by the right people, because at the end of the day, a bunch of internet armchair investigators should not be handling these situations. And that's why we don't like continue to spread things constantly unless they're things that we can for sure verify are true. And that's what we wanted to have from the beginning for this show. You know, when we decided to talk about conspiracies, we, you know, that's a big deal. We don't want to spread false information to anybody. So we try to keep everything on our show somewhat verifiable or make it clear to you guys that we're not sure about stuff when we aren't sure that we're never pushing things as fact without knowing. I think that's hugely important when you have a platform to make sure you follow that. Yeah, especially because the the biggest issue with this is the allegations mm -hmm. that these theories make are extremely serious crimes and things done against children that you can't take any of this lightly. And I think people are sort of just, you know, jumping on that, you know, hype train of like, let's, let's get this person, you know, locked up. Let's get this person arrested for these allegations that are just floating around on the internet. And with actual, without any actual, which proof. again, you like with any other crime out there, you got to have evidence to be able to prove beyond mm -hmm. a reasonable doubt that this person did the crime. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately we're in a world where everybody likes to sit on Twitter and, you know, assume say things. all assume mm -hmm. things and make just things up, make things up. It's Reshare so easy information without up. knowing if it's true or not. A lot of these accounts are straight up bot accounts. Like, yeah, it's really bots, bad. Like robots. They're not even real people operating mm -hmm. these accounts. And plus you got to think about some of these accounts that claim to be patriots and whatever else they could literally be Russian agents that are working for another government in order to try. You don't think that there's other countries out there that are oh, trying are. to get us all riled up against each other and be like, oh, you're supporting them. Mm -hmm. They did this. And it's just gotten completely out of control. And, and a lot of the times this stuff comes from sources that have been proven wrong over and over and over. They report things that never fucking happen. They report things that are literally Photoshopped and they're spread around like wildfire. And it's a big problem when people think that I guess you could say being woke means believing every single thing you read on the fucking internet. That's a major problem. The internet is filled with trash, filled with lies. There's so much. Yeah. And if you think that being woke or enlightened means believing every single one of them and not thinking through each individual 
theory or idea or situation or accusation on its own and making a decision from there, that's, that's a bad way to think. You should be thinking critically if you want to uncover the truth, because that's what you really want at the end of the day, the truth. You don't want to end up believing lies. And so that's why, you know, those things are hard to cover because there isn't, you know, that much verifiable information at the end of the day. Which in, in, you know, on the other side, people are saying, well, that's because they're hiding it from us. They don't want us to know about this stuff. So we possibly, which is a possibility, but also again, you got to look at, you know, out of everybody over the course of the history of the internet, who has been reliable in the information they've brought Mm -hmm. forward. What we've found is that there's a very select few number of people that actually bring forth reliable information and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. As well as like WikiLeaks, things like that, Mm -hmm. where you're actually producing official documents that are from the government. They're verifiable. You can actually connect them back to people. That's one thing. And that's the part about Pizzagate and all of that. When you look at, you know, the Clinton emails and all that stuff, it, we are a hundred percent like, Oh, they need to investigate that. Mm-hmm. We need to look into this further. Yeah. To, we're not to, denying it in to any figure way. out what's actually going on here because this doesn't it's make weird. sense. It's, it's very weird. weird. And the Podestas and all yeah. that we're a hundred percent there. Like this is weird. We, they should be investigated. Mm-hmm. We should really but try to figure this so out. So much bullshit attached to all of that, that it's hard to be like, Oh, I just believe in the whole thing because yes. there is so many things that are yeah. just wrong and people that, you know, attach their own personal agendas and beliefs to right. theories Boom. and push them. And that's a major problem. That's the fucking keyword there, because I challenge you the next time you're on Twitter or on the Internet, YouTube, and you watch something and everybody's reacting to it. The mass majority of people are all like, oh, wow, this is crazy. Mind blowing. Uh-huh. You got to take that next step to look who's actually delivering you the mm-hmm. information. And because, why do they want you to think and, Right. They, Why are they pushing that agenda? And then when you dig a little bit deeper, you start realizing be shook at oh, who's behind these, you things. find the answer and you realize this is why they're doing this is because they're pushing one side, whether it's politically, religiously, they have an agenda that they're doing. Is it truly to just, you know, fight the cause of human trafficking? And that's what they're really, no, most of the times there's other agenda mixed into there. And that's why this is so tricky. And yeah. just to say, this isn't just the whole you know, Pizzagate situation. The and U- Wayfair and all that. Yeah, yeah. Wayfair, all that. If you have looked at the UFO community recently, yes. it's fucking crazy, dude. It Everybody's there's fighting. Fake there's there. fake shit. Mm-hmm. People are getting called out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, all these different sides are coming out. Because people have their own, you know, reason for why they're sharing information. A lot of people are pushing one. And when someone's pushing something really hard, like they're absolutely sure and they don't have enough proof to actually, you know, prove a point. I think that's a problem as well. Yeah. And it's just the hardest part about all this. And and I don't have an answer for how you navigate this Mm -hmm. because I don't think anybody does is that people that are pushing an agenda are mixing in truths interwoven. That's how they're getting people. Their agenda is attached Mm -hmm. to it, but they're using these few Mm -hmm. little truths that you believe you're like, I believe that that makes sense. Or they'll hook you in with that. They'll be yes, like, Oh, well here's, here's the truth about the media. Here's the truth about Hollywood. Here's the truth about nine 11. They'll like put out these little things, which a lot of the, those things do have proof and evidence and they show that, but they get you kind of believing once you start right. believing some of the things start they're saying, it, you're like, Oh, you believe okay. everything. Right. And sometimes they push and then things by that, the end, they nail it home. And they're, they're like, saying things oh. that are not verified, right. don't have evidence Yeah, as if they're fact, as right. if they're, just as true as the other things that they're saying. It's just, it's hard to kind of weave through it. It is. It's very difficult. So, you know, for those that are, you know, questioning things and wondering, like if something you just watched is a hundred percent true or not, I, 
I implore you to look deeper and actually try to mm-hmm. verify things that they say that they, you know, they'll claim that they have sources. They'll claim that, you know, this is fact, but actually go check for yourself. Cause you'd be surprised at how much bullshit is. out. Yeah. There. And for people who say like, you know, we must not have been down the rabbit hole or assume <sighs> that we don't know about things. Trust me. We know about all of this stuff. We yeah. just, everything you, know, you guys send us, ourselves. we already know about just, mm-hmm. just, just be, if we don't say something on the show, doesn't mean we don't know about it or there's yeah. a reason why we don't Share just jump everything. on everything and, yeah. you know, give our thoughts and opinions because there's a responsibility with it could be very dangerous. If it we is did that. absolutely. Hey, Kendall and Josh, I just wanted to know, um, is there any topics on your podcast that you would like to revisit or do a new um, second part of the podcast to revisit some things you might have agree with, disagree with now coming with new perspectives? And if so, what would be the topic that you would like to revisit? I think there's a lot of topics that we would like to revisit just because we've had more experience now and we've become a little better at podcasting and more comfortable on camera and on, you know, recording. So if anything, we'd want to redo some of kind of like, like I know I really want to redo the JFK episode. I hate that episode. (laughs) And that's one of my favorite theories. So I kind of want another chance at it. Yeah. I mean, there's so many that I could Mm -hmm. think of. I want to redo like the ancient Egypt stuff and ancient alien theories. And just because I know so much more now about all that than I did when we started Mm -hmm. it. And, you know, at the beginning we were like, let's, let's do all those hot ones that everybody, you know, wants to know about. And, you know, we were brand new to all of it. So, Mm -hmm. you know, we definitely would love to revisit pretty much all of the first like 20 episodes probably. Yeah. Let us know if you guys would be interested in that. Cause I know some people get mad at us for like recycling content, but I mean, sometimes you have new things to say, like you said, your opinions change or new information comes out and we just kind of want to take a second look at something. Absolutely. Hey guys, this is Floss from England. I just wanted your opinions of um, trying to open someone's mind who is really reluctant to learn new things about the universe or extraterrestrials or just new concepts of life. Um, all of my family are quite close-minded and I really want them to learn about all the new ways of how the universe may have come into existence and I'd really like your thoughts on how I could kind of persuade them to open their minds and experience all these new theories and just learn. Yeah, thanks. Hope you're keeping safe. Bye. That's an absolutely great question Mm -hmm. because I definitely have had that same question and I think the way that I would have to answer that is, first of all, it sounds like potentially your your family or your parents may be religious, which as many of you know, I, I grew up in a very religious family and my parents are still very religious now. So obviously I'm not at that same place that they are. I'm on quite the opposite spectrum now. So yeah, it can absolutely be hard to talk about interests that you have. And you know, there's so many things that I know that I would love to go talk to my parents about or question what they know about it. And I just know that that conversation would end really quickly because my parents would get very uncomfortable and probably just shut me down and and say, I I don't want to talk about that. But I think a good way to go about opening anyone's mind is to try to really invest in that person first and try to build a relationship with them to a point where they do start trusting your opinion And once you build that with that person, then you can begin to sort of start breaking down those barriers and really, you know, kind of pushing their, their limits per se. And 
from my experience, I think the best thing that you can do is go for their interests. Like what are their interests? And maybe there's, you know, some hidden information that you have about that particular interest of theirs, or, you know, if they're into politics and you could ask them like, what do you know about the federal reserve? Or, you know, if you're in England, you could ask them, I I don't know how, if you can just like talk about the Royal family there or not. And, you know, people don't look at you weird, but you know, you could ask them about what do you remember about princess Diana's death and kind of like, lead them down the road a little Mm -hmm. bit slowly, carefully. Don't just hit them like, boom, did you know that they, they did this and then covered it up? That's probably not the best way to go about doing it. But if you kind of lead them slowly into it, I agree. Ask them something like a critical question, something I love to ask some people like, how do you think the ancient cultures could see planets? You know, they had record of, the planets that we had in the sky, they clearly could not see them with their naked eye. They didn't have telescopes. So how do you think they saw them? That always stumps people. Yeah. That's, that's always a good, a good yeah. starter question, but something like that where, you know, they're not going to be able to answer it. Right. I think that's good. Get them into a corner where they're wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, just that's the Taurus way. <laughs> yeah, for real. Don't do that. Don't do that. And as far as like, no, do it. <laughs> that's what I do. <laughs> And to answer the last part of your question, you were like, you know, it seemed like kind of life or death. Like, what do you think about, you know, how the universe began and all that? And I know for if you're talking to a religious person that can that goes south really quick, because if you start questioning them and why they believe in, you know, God or a religion, then things end very quickly. I know that from personal experience, but, you know, in that case, that's where it's really important to, you know, build that relationship with that person to the point where they do feel comfortable enough kind of like diving down that a little bit and then yeah just hit him with some facts (laughs) hit him with some facts and like you know do you know how big the universe is you know it's ever expanding do you know Mm -hmm. you know what about aliens aliens is a great place to start too Mm -hmm. because i mean everybody's going to talk about whether or not there's aliens whether you're religious or not and obviously tons of religious people obviously tons of religious people believe in aliens so Mm -hmm. that's a good place to to go to to kind of lead you into that you know universe where did we come from question Hi guys, I'm Kayla from Tulsa, Oklahoma, and I have a quick astrology question. So my husband's birthday is on August 23rd, and he was born at 12.35 a.m., so he always thought he was a Virgo growing up. But whenever we looked up his birth chart on several different sites, it says he's actually a Leo. Do you know what might cause this? Also, much love to all of you guys. Cusps. Yes. on a cusp. Could be on a cusp, or you could be looking at multiple websites, and some of them could be in tropical, and some of them could be in western. There's two different Mm -hmm. types of astrology, and they're like slightly off of each other. Mm -hmm. So it could be that. Um, But yeah, some sources do say different things. That's I really like Astro Dynast. It's kind of an old school one. Yep. Uh, D-I-E. Sorry, I got to make sure I'm saying this right. Astro Dynast. It's just astro.com. Oh, that's all it is now? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, astro.com. They're good. They know their shit. That's a good source to uh, verify that. My name is Sema and I'm from London in the United Kingdom. Uh, My question is, do you think what was portrayed on Ghost Hunters, the TV series, was real? Or do you think it was done just solely for production purposes? Um, I'm really interested in what your opinion would be on that. And I love your podcast. Thank you. I would love to answer that question because 
I, I talk about this all the time with my brother because we're both really into all those ghost hunting shows and ghost adventures and Zach and all of that. So I've never even seen it. So I'll yeah, this I was going to say. <laughs> so, I mean, I think most people, if you watch an episode of one of those shows, you're, you're probably going to have some moments during it where you're like, all right, guys, like really like, especially when, you know, sometimes they react to like, oh my God, I just feel like something touched my neck or like, you know sometimes they're like, I feel really angry right now and feel like something's sort you know, starting to possess them, things like that. There's a lot of questionable things where I'm like, okay, like this could just be a good acting, you know, situation or, you know, they're really experiencing this, but you also got to remember that most paranormal investigators never really experience anything when they actually go and investigate a supposed haunted site versus on these shows, pretty much every single episode you know, they experience something, whether it's a noise, whether it's actual shadows or, you know, a figure or sounds and, and it doesn't matter what it is. There's always something because they can't put a show on if there's no action, like who wants to tune in and watch a show of the ghost hunters just sitting there asking if anybody's, are you in the room? Are you there? Exactly. Like I was thinking, okay, so if you have a show, you're recording it, obviously you have to, you have deadlines to meet and yeah. you have to like create a show. Otherwise you can't call the network and be like, sorry guys, yeah. nothing happened. Sorry, nothing happened. <laughs> so obviously when you're there to record, you're not, mm-hmm. you know, you have a certain amount of time to get your footage and then you got to get out. And so you got to make do with what you have for that time. And it's not like the ghosts are running on your schedule. Exactly. It's like, Oh, I don't know guys, we might have to get creative here. And of course you have like producers and stuff like on the set with you. And they're probably like, come on, you got to get something, Mm -hmm. do something. We hired you. So I don't know. It's very hard. It's very hard. Some of it could be true. Yes. Some of it not. Hey guys, my name is Kaylee. I'm a big fan of your guys' podcast. Um, I'm from Colorado and I was going to ask you guys, if you could meet any alien race, what would it be? For me, it would probably be the Nordic race because I feel like they have a lot of connections to our past lives, and I feel like they know a lot more about Earth than we do. And I think that that would be really cool to meet them. I agree with that because I feel like they'd be the least scary. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> if you didn't hear our reacting to possible alien species episode, the Nordic species is supposed to kind of look like humans but yeah, just like really some, gorgeous humans. like people from you know the norwegian countries mm-hmm. for me uh i don't know i mean there i would love to meet a reptilian just to see if they're real or not but obviously <laughs> i wouldn't want to meet one because i don't know what they it's do to eat me. your ass yeah i don't know man I, I i think just for the pure you know love of aliens i'd want to see i'd love to meet a gray alien mm-hmm. because i just it, like that would classic. affirm that affirm everything yeah. for me i'd be like all right i'm good i know aliens are real because the alien that i thought was real all these years is the classic alien yeah the classic alien totally my sister says she's metatol white <laughs> it i don't know maybe she'll have to come on and tell us about it one day <laughs> maybe Hi guys, my name is Bailey from Denver originally, and we just moved to San Antonio, Texas. But my question is, do you guys think that aliens are here for good or for harm? I'm just wondering because I think if they had all this power, they would have done something already. But I keep hearing mixed um, debates from all ends of the spectrum. Let me know. I personally think that it's likely that there's a little bit of both, you know, that each individual species has their own like motives or 
I guess, emotional intelligence and how much they care about others and how much they care about domination. And I, I like to think there's like a balance in the universe between these two groups in a way, like there's good and evil, just like with everything else. I a hundred percent agree with you though. I think that there's definitely a, a balance out there in the universe of, you know, beings that are, you know, for the good of everybody. And then there's beings out there that are only in it for themselves because to me, the universe wouldn't really make sense if it was, you know, all one or the other, you know, cause it, I feel like life here would be very different if that's how it was supposed to be. So that does that mean that we should be fearful of extraterrestrial life? No, because I think that there's just like there is governments and agreements and the UN and all these councils and whatnot that kind of mm-hmm. holds everything together to keep us all from just like going crazy on each other. I think that's kind of the way that works out in the universe in, in some respects is that there is sort of a galactic council. You, you could say possibly, uh, possibly yeah. that's sort of all communicating and, you know, we're just working in secret right now from us, but yeah, maybe we'll join them at some point. Hi, Josh. Hi, Kendall. My name is Tommy and I'm from London. My question is, if you could know 100% about one of these four topics, which would it be space, the ocean, health and disease, or the human brain? And also, I've always been a fan of you, Kendall, but recently I started watching the Mile Higher podcast and in the last week I've watched 45 episodes and it's getting me through quarantine, so thank you. That's oh, yeah. awesome. 45 episodes in one week. That's that's a dedication. lot of information. That coming is. In, I mean, personally, I'd have to say space. That's where I have the most questions and would like the most information. If I could know everything about it, mm-hmm. that would be it. Unless if I was the master of the brain, that meant that I knew how it worked, like where consciousness came from, because that would be yeah. like kind of a godlike stake I if we that. could, you know, know where consciousness lies, if it if it lies in the brain or if it lies you know, elsewhere in the body, or maybe it's external. It floats around you or something for all we know. Yeah, that's cool too. I mean, our podcast would be a hell of a lot better if one of us was an expert. Oh, in all those yeah. topics. We're all an expert at <laughs> each different topic. Oh, damn. Can you imagine? That'd be pretty cool. Be the best podcast I'm a pretty ever. good Google searcher though. Yeah, <laughs> we have degrees in Google searching. Yeah. <laughs> but great question. Hey, mile higher homies. Um, so my uncle used to tell me about uh, the reptilians and how they were responsible for sinkholes because they like build tunnels underground and it like causes structural issues. Um, and uh, he also used to say that reptilians were responsible for m- disappearances of women, especially on beaches. And they would like come out of the water and take women back to do nasty reptilian things with them. <laughs> Uh, so I'd love to know your thoughts on that and what you guys think. Anyways, love you all. Love the pod. Uh, hi, Kendall. Hi, Josh. Hi, Janelle. Um, hi, anybody else that's there. Uh, and uh, yeah, my name is Misguided Merman. Love y'all. I hope you're having a great time and uh, staying safe. Bye. I love Misguided Merman. You guys have got to go follow him mm-hmm. on Twitter and Instagram uh, and YouTube. He's on YouTube as well. Anyway, interesting question. I don't know. I mean, I've never heard of the whole sinkhole thing, but that's kind of interesting to think about. But there are like definitely tunnels that are like underground and stuff. You kind of wonder why the hell are they? uh... Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Definitely wonder why they're there. There's a lot of them. This whole country's got tunnels everywhere underneath. What if reptilians are the ones that are causing these holes that are building these tunnels? They could be. Do are reptiles big diggers? Well, the reptilian alien species. Right. Well, you got to think about, aren't they like, first of all, 
co-partners? <laughs> I don't know. If aliens are here, where are they hiding? Because if we're not seeing them and they're, you yeah. know, they can appear in our, you know, world here, where would they be? Well, they're a lot either, of people believe that, you know, reptilian, a lot of politicians and stuff are reptilians. They're shapeshifters. They can and they're shape, like, uh, yeah, which change in between a human and knows? a reptilian. I mean, I think that there's so many fucking answers to some of these questions buried under the ground. Mm -hmm. I, I think that mm -hmm. if we had an ability to like really look deep underground, we would be fucking shocked at what we'd find because I think there's a lot of shit happening underground that is nobody even knows about. Yeah. And you know, there's a re I mean the entire thing about the entire earth is blanketed by satellites. We're able to see every square inch of the planet mm -hmm. right now. So that's not, you know, it's kind of hard to hide shit when the entire mm -hmm. earth is fucking being mapped. Mm -hmm. So where do you go? You either go off planet or you go into the planet. Mm -hmm. And I believe that there is absolutely all sorts of crazy things happening underground mm -hmm. beneath our feet. Could they be involved with some of the events, earthquakes, hurricane, some of these natural disasters possibly, but I think, could there be reptilians? Sure. I mean, who knows? But again, it's, we don't know anything <laughs> about what's really going on. I've seen people talking about that um, just on the internet about, you know, that it's possible that them blowing up, you know, underground to make the tunnels that it could be causing earthquakes. earthquakes. Yeah. Sorry. It was really hard to get that thought out. <laughs> hey guys, my name's Katie and I'm from Australia. I'm wondering if you guys think that with everything happening with the Black Lives Matter movement and the issues with police finally being brought to light and examined, if you think we'll see any changes in regards to the way murder investigations are handled, especially since some police departments seem to overlook crucial evidence and jump to conclusions with limited questioning, for example, the case of Christian Andriarchio. I love your podcast and I'd love to know what you think. I mean, I hate to confidently say I think changes are being made, but I do feel like we have seen some pretty big things happen that I believe are because of people getting angry and getting loud and coming out numbers that we have never seen. Um, there's been a few recent cases that have had movement in them that I don't think would have been unless people, you know, really pushed for that. And so I hope going forward, police departments from a PR standpoint, think about how they handle cases and how the public's going to react and be like, can we get away with this type of thing? And I think people are paying more attention now than ever to the little, you know, things that happen in cases that are just wrong. Yeah. It's going to, we're going to hold them accountable at the mm -hmm. end of the day. The The public's going to have to hold the police departments accountable. They are starting to wake up to that fact that yeah, I think we're really starting we to cannot that. just do whatever the fuck we want. Like we've had, mm -hmm. we've been doing for a hundred plus years that police have been around. Like that's kind of been the status quo for them is that you don't question us. Our investigation's private. You stay out of it and we'll tell you what, what we find. And I think ultimately, I think policing is going to have to be more of like a community effort because mm -hmm. think about how many more cases would be solved if we were, you know, kind of crowdsourcing the investigation a bit more and getting more like with, we're so fucking connected that why not take advantage of that? And why don't we modernize our policing and investigating and actually like there should be somebody at the police department who's on social media, getting actively searching through social media, interacting with people, trying to gather yes. tips and information, making sure that the public's aware about what's going on. And there's open lines of communication there. That's the biggest change that I hope will come out of this and, We've seen a little bit of that already. So I completely agree with that. And I think there's also a change happening in the media as far as what they're reporting on because people care more than ever. And so they're getting enough clicks to actually report on certain things that they're making, you know, some of these cases like big major stories and names are becoming, 
more well known because of that. But there's a responsibility on the media to cover the cases that aren't really picking up traction that enough people aren't hearing about and make sure that there's information out there. Cause one of the most frustrating things for me trying to cover true crime cases is often people will be like, can you look into this? Can you look into that? And I'll look into it and there is nothing, not a single journalist has covered it. There's no information. There's no police report on some of these things and it's frustrating. So I think, you know, it's, it's a group effort, you know, it's people caring media reporting and police therefore changing what they're doing because of us caring more than ever. Right. I mean, at the end of the day, if we work together, it's going to make everybody's job easier. It's going to save more lives. It's mm-hmm. going to help more families if we are working together instead of like, there's too much division right now between the police and, and the population and mistrust. And so it's opening, you know, tearing the barriers down and allowing true transparency in and out that we're doing everything we possibly can. You know, families aren't just told that and then told to basically go away till we bring you more information. It's more of like, we're starting this together. We're going to work on this together to try to, you know, do X, Y, and Z. And that's truly where it needs to go because the way that it's been for so many years, I mean, the amount of cases that have been completely botched have been, have led to, you know, people being convicted for crimes they didn't commit because of lack of, good police work or lack of investigation at all. Like it's mind blowing, like the amount of cases out there. And obviously we've had this become a huge topic in our media before, but I think now more than ever, it's really, I think we're seeing a major change and a cultural shift regarding this. At least I hope so. I hope I'm not just being, you know, having rose colored glasses on, but I think we're seeing a major change and I think people care more than ever about justice for victims. Well, I think social media is, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I think social media is kind of the cause of a lot of this because, you know, back in the day, you got your news from turning on the TV Mm -hmm. and listening to the segment and watching Mm -hmm. whatever they were talking about that day. But now it's like Twitter, you go on there and you can find news about anything. And, you know, I'm using news in quotation marks because a lot of these things that we're finding are reported from random people and they're not coming from news sources. But which is like a little bit, you know, there's a, there's pros and cons to that because I think that as a, one of the pros is that they're not being controlled on what to say. They right. can say whatever they want. That's a Twitter, good point. you can say whatever the fuck you want on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, with, with that comes a lot of bullshit, but at the same time, I think things are coming out that would have not otherwise come out because of the right to kind of publicly post what you want to nowadays. Totally. I think there's a real power in the people now that social media is around, especially with platforms like Twitter, when there's something that you can retweet and mm-hmm. reshare mm-hmm. because people will, you know, read a news article about someone and be like, why isn't anyone talking about this? this is so crazy. And then like type up a little synopsis, post it, and maybe it'll get over a hundred thousand retweets and mm-hmm. reach so many people. So yeah, I completely agree with that. Oh, my higher crew. How you guys doing? Uh, my name is Bethany and I'm from New Jersey. So, um, I had two questions kind of one is more of a suggestion. I was wondering if you guys would ever be interested in making a podcast on McKamey Manor or like maybe a little segment. I'm curious as to like what your thoughts in thoughts are. Um, and then what are your guys's favorite places you visited and what was your favorite part of the trip? I'm trying to get suggestions for once this coronavirus, you know, quarantine lifts. All right. Thanks guys. Have a good day. Okay. Well, first we actually have covered McKamey Manor. Um, I can't remember if it was last October or the October before, but we have covered it. 
How many um, episodes? Yeah. However, I know there's a lot more information that has come out since we did that episode. So maybe we revisit that um, in October. Yeah, we could. Yeah. I was thinking this, the Lights Out podcast. Would be like yeah, well, I was going to say, I'm gonna, I'll deep dive in it on Lights Out because that's a good idea. We got to go in deep and yeah, <laughs> got to go deep to really understand it all and and it's interesting. Show though. some of the uh, experiences that people have had and yeah, it's it's pretty frightening stuff. So yeah. I'll I'll do a whole upset on lights out in the next uh, month or so on McKamey Manor. I'm down for the second part of your question. Um, I can highly recommend Thailand. We went for our honeymoon and it was really affordable and unbelievably beautiful. There's so much to do. The people are wonderful and. Yes, hopefully eventually we can travel again because your passport doesn't even work in Thailand, I'm sure, right now. I think we have like, we're only able to go like 28 countries, Americans really? right now. Yeah, we're like banned from a lot of Doesn't places. Surprise me. <laughs> if you're looking for somewhere in the US, definitely check out Colorado, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like come out to the Mile High City and yeah, it's it's a pretty cool place. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. We you're, love our state. Yeah, 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 not sure when you're planning to travel, but if for some reason you're going the next few months, fall time in Colorado is unbelievably yes. beautiful. I highly doubt you'll be able to, though, because of yeah. COVID. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway. Hey, Kendall and Josh. So basically, I've been hearing a theory recently, and I thought it would be interesting to get both of your guys' opinions since Josh grew up in the church and Kendall did not. But basically, what I've been hearing is that the Catholic Church started the Illuminati, and they've been there from the beginning, and a lot of the stuff going on right now Um, has come back to the Catholic Church or being in uh, the Second Testament of the Bible. And yeah, I just wanted to hear you guys' opinion on that. So thanks, guys. I don't know anything about this. Yeah, I I can touch on it. So that's a really interesting theory. I haven't specifically heard, you know, that rendition of it, but I definitely have you know, I've definitely dug into that whole rabbit hole that you're talking about. And yeah, there's, there's a lot of things that are very questionable. A lot of, of real things that the Catholic church has done over centuries. And I wouldn't be totally shocked if they're somehow involved in, you know, the elite Illuminati group or whatever you want to call them. Um, because yeah, I mean, if you look back at history, the Catholic church is absolutely, uh, responsible for a lot of different things and uh, a lot of different uh, religions and theories and thought ideas and philosophies being sort of crushed and completely diminished. So, I mean, that's just what I believe. And yeah, I mean, unfortunately, I mean, I have my, I have family that's literally in the Catholic church. So, you know, I can't say that, you know, I think for sure that they're involved in, in all the stuff as there real things to it. Absolutely. That is uh, disturbing, but I mean, there's those types of things with every religion as well. So as far as like how deep it goes, I don't know for sure, obviously. And I definitely do find it very interesting that, you know, there, there is some things out there where, you know, it definitely makes you think twice about it, but we'll have to do a whole episode on the Vatican and stuff because you mm-hmm. got to kind of go a lot deeper than what I'm giving you right now yeah. as far as what's going on. Um, but yeah, we'll do that here soon. Hi guys, my name is Siobhan. I'm from Scotland. And my question is, what would be your death row meal? Sushi. <laughs> really? You, you would break out the sushi, huh? Hell yeah. 
man, I don't know. So shun my way out. I would ask for like three different things. I'd ask for like, <laughs> of course your ass would. I'd ask for a pizza. That'd be like the base layer. Then we do some tacos on top Ew. and then cap it off with a milkshake and be good to go. Damn. Good to die. Good to head yeah, out. I feel like good to head out. I'd be so focused on the stomach ache. I just gave myself that it would be, I'd be, it'd be fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> Hey guys, my name is Jenny. I'm a nurse from Michigan. So I just wanted to say thank you guys for spreading correct information about the virus. Uh, my question is, what do you guys think you were in a past life and why? Thanks for doing your show and keeping me sane during this crazy time. Love you guys. Damn. I really wish I had a better answer for this. But I was told by a medium that I was an Egyptian man who worked on jewelry and I made emerald necklaces. <laughs> That's really cool. But I don't know if it's true. Yeah. I've never had anybody try to predict what my past life was before, but all I feel like in my soul is that I was, you know, a female at some point in my past lives. Like, I don't think I've always been a male, yeah. you know, spirit. I think I've, I've definitely been female and maybe even as, as soon as my past life, like my most recent one, but I can I could see that too. And I think I was a man in my past life. I was just about to say, yeah, I feel the opposite way. I definitely think that I was a male at some point in my past life because mm -hmm. I pull a lot of masculine energy in some ways. So mm -hmm. and yeah. I think if you believe in reincarnation, you know, the whole idea that your soul has to go through several lives in order to develop in multiple ways and multiple areas and go through different things. So obviously you would need to experience being a both a male and a female. Mm -hmm. So it could Absolutely. be said for everybody that they've all mm -hmm. been both genders. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hi, Kendall and Josh. My question is, do you guys think we are going to get full disclosure on extraterrestrial life soon? I've noticed in the media and on the news that they've talked a lot about aliens and UFOs. And I just have this feeling that something is going to happen. And I wanted to get your thoughts on it. Thank you. I think a lot of people have that feeling. And of course, we have heard many whistleblowers and people over the years saying that even Dr. Greer, that potentially there could be that, you know, that it will be disclosed to people at some point if there yeah, is hundred percent it's going to happen. I mean, yeah. I just tweeted a story today that talked about how Senator uh, Marco Rubio is actually like leading the charge in order to declassify wow. UFO files right now, because there's, there's a lot of debate right now about whether or not UFOs and, you know, the alien issue is actually the government saying it's a national security risk. So that's kind of the mainstream sort of narrative about UFOs right now. But at the same time, you got other people out there that are saying quite the opposite, that this is all staged, that, you know, there's, you know, a lot more happening behind the scenes. And in fact, you know, it's, they're peaceful civilizations out there that are looking to communicate with us and build a relationship with, but but will that information come out? Do you think it will like, and soon maybe a lot of people have been saying like with 2020 being as it is, who knows what could fucking happen? Maybe this is the year could be the year or it'll be, you know, 10 years from now. I mean, we just don't know. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely no way of knowing, but it'd be cool to know soon. Although I'm kind of nervous for them to tell everyone. Cause if it's, it's like known and confirmed, just think people are going to go. Some people are going to go just insane. Yeah, it will change change the world forever for sure. Yeah, you think COVID changed the world? Proof. Aliens will yeah, change. Yeah, knowing world. that we're not the only thing, confirming that we're not the right. only things that exist. That would be <laughs> that's going to blow insane. some minds. Mm -hmm. Can't wait. 
Hey guys, my name is Tyler from Sacramento, California, and I was wondering what you guys do to prepare for your podcast. I see you guys are always looking at your laptops. I was wondering, are you guys looking at the same article? Or are you looking at like notes that you guys have created days prior to your podcast? And I was just curious on what you guys do to prepare for each podcast. Yeah, I mean, you're pretty spot on. We have the laptops here because... Again, there's so much information that we pack into these episodes that I can't possibly <laughs> memorize <remember>. <laughs> all of it and like recite it from memory. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we we create an actual outline every oh, yeah. week. We research mm-hmm. it heavily with tons and tons of sources as much as we can mm-hmm. gather on the subject. We try to put it in there. Obviously, we have a time limit as well. But, yeah, that's exactly what we're looking at is we're all looking at the same outline for our show. We try mm-hmm. to structure it and, yeah, have it as organized as possible. Hi, Josh and Kendall. This is Tara from Hebron, Indiana. And my question is, what are some challenges you think the next generation will have to go through? I think there will be many challenges that the next generation has to go through. I mean, everyone has their own unique challenges when it comes to whatever technology comes out while you're, you know, growing up. I think that's a huge thing. You know, the fact that we grew up with computers and our parents, well, our parents were millennials, didn't, is, you know, already there's so many challenges that come along with that and challenges for parenting as well. Oh, yeah. We're not ready for what the future technology holds and what that means for our kids and our grandkids and, mm-hmm. you know, future generations. It's just going to get, like like we said at the very beginning of this episode with Neuralink, I think yeah. that it's going to be how do we separate ourselves mm-hmm. from the virtual world and the physical one? Because, quickly the two are coming together and are mm-hmm. becoming one which is also called the singularity which right. a lot of futurists really believe that the singularity is going to happen where we merge with technology 100 percent. so if you think about that idea or have ever explored what the singularity is about it, it's quite a different future than what we actually experienced growing up and even what past generations experience so it's going to be i think that depending on you know where you're born it's going to become challenging for us but for future generations i think that grow up in that type of society it's not going to be as challenging as we think it's going to be for them because it's just going to be what they know you know if you're born into a world where your technology is a part of you you're not going to think it's challenging you know you're just going to think that's how the world has always been just like we thought how the internet's how it's always been but yeah. It's it, you know how that works. It yeah, kind of I see your point. I just I do think there could be some major challenges, especially when it comes to humanity being connected spiritually to the universe in the way that we're supposed to be. I feel like the more technology that we have, the more disconnected we're becoming from our true selves in a way and critical thinking. And I think we'll become less social. I think we already have become less social since technology has come into the picture. I mean, a lot of people don't even like talking on the phone. They just want to text and talking on the phone gives them anxiety. And there will be things like that that become problems in the future. I think one thing specifically is global climate change. That's going to be a huge one because it's just getting worse. And Mm -hmm. it really sucks to think about that a lot of, you know, future generations to come are going to just be born into an already created disaster Mm -hmm. that they really had nothing to do with. And it's sad to think about how are they going to how are their lives going to be different drastically than what we know because of the fact that our world is physically suffering? Yeah. I think that's probably the biggest challenge facing humanity for sure. Um, as far as future generations go, I mean, it's affecting as of right now, it's affecting our generation in ways that maybe most people don't think about, Mm -hmm. but we're right on, you know, the verge of it becoming an everyday issue for 
humanity where it's going to affect our daily life so drastically that everything will have to change. So yeah, I'd say that's like the two biggest challenges we're facing is too much technology and in our balance with technology and global warming. Because with the technology too, you're also fighting the programming, you know, you're, as Mm -hmm. you become more plugged in, it's Uh going to become easier to become programmed. Right. So the biggest challenge I think in just, you know, the on the personal level Mm -hmm. is how do you stay detached enough that you can still think and see the world for yourself and still think for yourself when that's becoming one, you know, how do you fight that? Are you going to fight it? Mm -hmm. And that's for sure the biggest challenge because Mm -hmm. if you know, you give into that and you become, you know, programmed by, you know, this technology that you've become a part of, then, you know, everything changes. And so I completely agree. That's the biggest thing I think. Yeah. And another huge problem with that is just the idea that so many jobs are going to be replaced with robots and, Mm -hmm. you know, like even like things like truck driving, there'll be robots driving trucks and, there's robots delivering Postmates now and stuff. You know, are we going to have a serious lack of jobs because of how much technology we have? That's going to be a big challenge as well. Yeah, there's a ton. There's a lot. Looking forward to the future. (laughs) Hi, Josh, Kendall, and Janelle. I hope you're doing well. I'm Abby, and I'm from Philadelphia. I was wondering if you could give your thoughts on the Ted Kennedy Chappaquiddick scandal. This has always been one of my favorite Kennedy situations. And if you don't know much on it, I recommend watching the movie Chappaquiddick on Netflix. Love you guys. Thank you. I am also very interested in Chappaquiddick. I love that whole story. I've done a video on on my channel. If you haven't seen it, just search Kendall Ray Chappaquiddick. Um, but I'd like to do a podcast on it sometime. I've seen the movie. It's wonderful. It's so fascinating. It's that really case good. Is really interesting. It is. It is. And I think Ted Kennedy's guilty. Mm-hmm. There's, yeah, there's a lot, man. There's there definitely is. a lot to get into with that. But I, I, I agree. I think that one's super interesting. And mm-hmm. the Kennedy family just as a whole, there's so many seemingly secrets and, and different things that yeah. really would make a difference if we knew the truth about them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We've talked about the Kennedy curse as well. And I think that just adds to it. It's It's yeah. very interesting. I'd like to do a podcast on that eventually. Let's do it. Hey guys, my name's Sierra. I'm from the Bronx. I was just wondering, I know that you did a podcast with Kathleen about astrology like in the past. And I was just wondering, would you guys be willing to do another podcast where you go more specifically into your own charts, maybe with a professional just to make it like more specific to you guys? I thought that would be really interesting. I love you guys. Love the podcast. I think that would be a great idea. And that might be something that Janelle and I might do on the sesh. Yeah. We want to do a lot of astrology related content on there. So mm-hmm. we would like to bring some people that can give us some more expert take on our charts and kind of explain things. But yeah, maybe we'll do it on mile higher. I mean, like we're keep saying for every question, COVID's really holding us back from doing anything right now. I can't have any guests. So yeah, it sucks. I feel like you finally got into the studio yeah. and then COVID hit. We're like, wow, yeah. we're going to have guests and so much room and yep. all this cool equipment. Awesome. Wrong. Yeah, <laughs> very wrong. But that is something we would like to do in the future. I think that would be a great episode. Hi, Kendall, Josh and Janelle. I'm Ellie from Wales in the UK. I was just wondering if you think that aliens came to Earth, would they be able to communicate with us? Um, with a language and if so what language do you think they would speak or do you think they would have their complete own language um, and we wouldn't actually be able to communicate with them 
Well, if they're like really evolved, maybe they have some type of technology that can translate any language in the universe. Well, I feel like we would probably speak to them via math because that's like yeah. a universal quote language. Yeah, that could be possible. And maybe signing pictures. Or, or if you look at actual people that have had alien abduction experiences, pretty much all of them say that if they encountered beings that they communicate with them telepathically. And that if you think that, you know, these species like in our episode about the alien species, we were talking about how, you know, where are they at on the consciousness scale? Like where, if they're a high enough consciousness and they could obtain the ability to communicate telepathically, which would just mean that their thoughts are able to be pushed to our brains where we're able to perceive what their so thoughts like are translates between brains or yeah, are they absolutely. thinking in English well, consciousness, English thoughts. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, but I think that consciousness is probably there's mm-hmm. some connection there between any intelligent being. So there's obviously got to be a way to, to communicate telepathically that way. But I also think that they would probably have their own language too, whether it's clicking or, you know, licking the air or something. I mean, who knows what licking they do. The air. Yeah, wouldn't that be funny? That would be really funny. If they're just like, yeah yeah like that just (laughs) (laughs) does the next bus leave before bikini got him (laughs) who knows next bus leaves in five seconds (laughs) (laughs) who knows though i mean it's very possible that they they have their own language too so i think it's it's both well and what was that one movie where they speak in like pictures uh arrival that's what it's called is that what it was yeah Hi, Kendall, Josh, and Janelle. Uh, My name's Samantha. I'm from Topeka, Kansas. And my question for you is, do you think Kanye West running for president, saying the um, slaves were not freed by Harriet Tubman, is he woke? Does he know something we don't? Or is he another conspiracy theorist? Okay, so here's my thoughts on Kanye. And I hope this doesn't get taken the wrong way. But I see what Kanye is trying to do. He wants to be this like visionary person. He's always talking about like Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk and, you know, the great minds. And he wants to be one of those great minds. And he thinks he is. You know, he compares himself to like Walt Disney. He wants to be someone that's super innovative. So he's trying to say something that's going to like go viral or get like a thought that no one has ever heard before, you know, be really out of the box. That's his whole thing. And I think what he was trying to say is that slavery never fully went away in America because we do have systematic slavery in a way through um, people working in prisons for ridiculously low amounts, which is almost slave labor to an extent. So I see what he was going for. He just really fucked up by including Harriet Tubman in it or trying to like trash her name somehow. I mean- or discount what she did. Yeah. yeah. I think that's what people got pissed about yeah. is the fact that that the way that that is heard by all of our ears is that right. you're discounting all the shit that fucking Harriet Tubman did for yeah. black people at that time. And she's a hero and she mm-hmm. is somebody that we treasure and remember. Mm-hmm. And it kind of just sounded like he was shitting on all that by he was. what he said. And he's trying to get a rise out of people by being like that. You know, he knows that that's not going to go over well with everyone, but that's his thing. He wants to be different. Right. He wants to say something ridiculous. That's going to grab the attention of the media and get him publicity, yeah. you know? And uh, yeah, I don't understand why he said it like that. It was just so stupid. It's not helping. Like she, she led them to more slavery, like almost putting blame on her. So stupid. Yeah. Um, It's It's such a distraction. I wish he would drop out. I can't even believe we're like having this discussion, but 
And you talk you about how he wants to be like known as like a legend. I'm like, dude, you make legendary music. Like, well, you did. He, well, you did. Yeah, but I'm like, he ha- he is so talented. Like, why yeah. don't you go back to he what was. you were so fucking good at? Yeah, I don't know, man. He's he wants more. He's a lost soul, more. I believe. Yeah, that's all the questions we got for you. Well, we'll end it on that note. <laughs> Kanye not for president. Yeah, for real, hundred <laughs> percent. I hope you guys enjoyed this more chill episode, kind of getting to know us a little more. If you did, be sure to give it a thumbs up. Yeah. But we will be back next week with another true crime case. And also be sure to follow the underscore sesh podcast on Instagram and Twitter to keep up with Janelle and I's podcast that is coming out on August 9th. Very excited. Can't wait for that. More episodes kind of like this. It'll be a very chill, chill vibe. Well, that's it for us today. Thanks again for joining us for another episode of the Mile Higher Podcast. And until next time, stay safe. And stay woke. Thank you.